knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found check battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes. <clears throat> man, clearing my throat. The days in the stand, the sinuses are draining, man. Got a little scratchy throat from those cold days in the stand. November 1st, November 1st, uh, that's what we're talking about today. You know, the people that make this possible, Exodus Outdoor Gear, Rack Broadheads, First Form Supplements, and the new one that we're going to start rocking is Land Trust. You might have heard an ad on that before the show, um, but you'll hear more about that. But if you're interested in Land Trust, check it out. It's pretty badass. Um, there'll be more to come with that with some codes to save you guys some money, of course. Um, but let's get into November 1st, man, what a day morning. Absolutely beautiful. Perfect freaking morning. Um, I had does go right down wind and, uh, didn't, couldn't smell me. Thermals were rising real light wind, super quiet in the woods. Just an absolute beautiful bluebird morning. Um, I went to the urban piece trying to get that mobile cam in there working. I normally have bucks in there by now, ton of does. End up seeing five does, had two working behind me, two working the bottom, and a spike bug that I seen last time I was in there. And uh, lo and behold, you know that where I sat yesterday, the day before, um, got a mobile cam there. And, of course, I sat there yesterday morning and evening, and, or yesterday, yeah, morning, excuse me, not evening, I was trick-or-treating, um, but giant there, absolute random giant cruising November 1st in the morning, right along the edge in the pinch. So I hunted in Watauga till 11, um, got down, my wife wanted needed some milk um, and chocolate milk, so I went and got three gallons of whipped milk and two half gallons of chocolate milk, um, brought those home, got some food saver bags to finish uh, food savoring up that deer rent went got down to 11 went to the store um was back um headed out to the standby one farmer was picking the field there um so it was 
you know, it was so-so about me going in there. I was like, well, you know, you're going to go in there at one and set up. And you, you know that giant went through there. You already missed him. You're a day late, dollar short. That's how the rut goes. Um, but, you know, so the farmer was in there picking. So I decided to go in there early and uh, get set up. So I <clears throat> packed all my stuff in there and uh, got to my tree that I was going to hunt in that pinch. And I have a stand about 45, 50 yards from this said pinch, but it's really thick, little edge on next to a field, little hedge thicket, and you can't see any of the deer in the hedge thicket. Um, and where the stand is, it's kind of a CRP grassy thing. So the deer hang up in the hedge thicket, and if you call or grunt to them or whatever, then they go to that CRP and don't see anything in my food plot. Um, they don't come out. So the wind was better if I hunted in that thicket anyways, just edging on a southwest if anything came from the north. So I opt to hunt the cherry tree there. Well, when I got in there, you know, you have, you look at a tree in your mind and you're thinking about, oh yeah, I could probably get in that tree. And then you actually get in there and you get about 12, 14 foot up and you realize how much stuff you have to cut. So I spent about 35 minutes hand sawing limbs. Luckily the combine was right. I mean, combine was 15 yards away, ripping through the corn, loud as shit. Um, um, so I used that to my advantage. Um, combine was out there going and, uh, had some wind. So I was like, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll use this and I'll get everything cut. Cause I plan on hunting this pinch next three days. Um, if nothing changes on cam or anything like that. But, um, so, uh, cut a whole bunch of stuff. I had a buck on that scrape the evening of the 30th when I hunted there. I had a buck in daylight the 30th in the morning in that pinch, and then I had a buck daylight this morning in that pinch. So I've had three shooter bucks, three different shooter bucks daylight the last four days in this area. Um, so I decided this is where I'm going to camp. This is going to be my, you know, put the hours in, and, and it's going to happen. So I also got some snacks in town. Um, I'll probably be hunting pretty late, if not all day tomorrow, just depending how I feel. Might do a switch and go to the north of the property um, and hunt for the evening to try to get... They're picking the corn, um, so the standing corn is north of there. Um, so I haven't hunted the north of it, so it might be interesting to see if there's does and stuff working up there. Um, so that's the plan, at least to go in there tomorrow, set up. But for tonight's movement, I got in there set up super early. I was set up by 2 o'clock, real good, real solid. I'm only about 14 foot. 13 foot up in this tree, good shooting, um, about 40 yards, 30 to the scrape. I could shoot a little bit past the scrape. Um, if they go through the pinch, it'll be close. It'll be 10, 15 yards. Um, but I got good cover, a hedge tree. You know, I'm tucked into a cherry tree. It's surrounded by hedge trees, a bunch of limbs. Um, and it's a split trunk tree, and I'm in between the two trunks, so it gives you a lot of good cover. Um, but set up there and uh, had a doe blow out of the timber um i fought about 5 15 um so i set from 2 to 5 15 and seen nothing Car the farmer slowest picker of corn and that's he's got a tiny combine probably from the 80s and he decided that he was going to pick that field and i think he's doing it all by himself so he's like picking a couple rolls going dumping it in the auger wagon picking a couple of rolls and going dumping it in the auger wagon um, and it just takes so long to do um, and, and get done. So I was watching him do that the whole time, watching him do that. And 
Oh, man, just back and forth, back and forth. And when he got close to me, the corn dust was just crazy coming out of the combine because he was probably only 15 yards um, sometimes there when he was cutting the edges and, and the stuff up against the timber. Um, well, I sat there, and he was still out going out there crazy. And I'm going to ask this question um, tomorrow. But I asked the question today. Well, we'll hit that at the end. But, um, you know, I was wondering if the combines are going to scare deer. I, I know they're kind of used to it, but – that doe walked right out into the field while they were picking. Um, and there was like three or four rolls picked. And then that buck went right out there after him. And there was a, like a two-and-a-half-year-old eight-pointer chasing her all around. And I thought there would be something more with her. But she cut through right by me. And that two-and-a-half-year-old kind of browsed around in there and then followed her. But he was sub-five yards. And I was 12-foot, 14-foot high. Pretty cool when they're that close. Got some awesome video of him up real close. Um, but that was the only encounter for the evening. Um, right at prime time, he was picking the uh, end rows, and it was really loud. He was like the whole entire edge of the timber that I wanted the deer to come out of. He was picking down, and I thought he'd be done by the time it was prime time because he was halfway through the field by the time I got there. But he's doing it by himself, you know. So, like I said, I think when he had three auger carts, and when he got them all full, he was driving, unloading them, coming back, unloading the next one, coming back, unloading the next one. So definitely a, a long process for him um, and loading up the combine. And like I said, it's a really, really small combine. Then driving and unloading. Then he could do like a pass down and back and down again. So like he'd start on my end, down, back, and down, and then he'd have to dump, down, back, and down, then he'd have to dump. So uh, – it took a long time, but I had that encounter. Um, like I said, I was wondering if the deer were going to be spooked by him, and they didn't seem to be bothered by it at all, just normal thing for them. And that doe was getting chased, so she's acting weird anyways. Um, but th that was my actual first uh, sighting of chasing that I've seen um, out there. <clears throat> I know a lot of people are seeing a ton of chasing. Bucks bedded up with does already breeding. Um Tons of buddies are killing bucks, man. Shout out to Brian. Shout out to Wayne. Um, shout out to the other Brian. He had a real close call with a buck. Garrett's had a real close call with a buck. Uh, I mean, everybody's having a hell of a season. A lot of bucks are dying. I'm sure I missed a few guys. I've got a bunch of messages from dudes that have killed. Love those. Love seeing that. Um, but uh, I'm going to be in that pinch tomorrow setting up my uh, random trail my random tree stand thought question of the day today which i'm going to do every day just for something for fun for me to do um was have you ever let your bow down and had a buck come in that's like my number one fear every time i lower the bow rope i'm like looking around looking around before i drop that rope man i'm really because i take if i'm taking my stand with me you know i drop the rope i'm really looking around like a good minute before i drop that rope just holding the bow I just hate to drop that rope and then a giant screws in. You got to watch him. That'd be devastating. Um, but I don't know if that's ever happened to anybody. I've heard stories of it, but I've never had any buddies that it's happened to. But if it's happened to you, message me. I'd like to hear the story. Um, just some absolute bad luck. I put up a poll, and it seems like quite a few people has had it happen to them. So that's pretty interesting. But uh, the random uh, question of the day tomorrow, I'm going to do two. Uh, one is, do you think combines scare deer? because um, that was a topic, and then I'll probably come up with the other one while I'm sitting in the stand for like 10 hours tomorrow at some point. I'll put it up on Instagram. So if you want to get with the polls, go there. If you want live updates, Patreon gets live updates as well. Um, what If I do a midday switch or something, 
But, yep, that's it, man, going back in there, and I'm going to try to bread and butter it out and hang out in that pinch. And, uh, like I said, it's early to start hunting pinches, but the big deer, the big bucks are cruising. Random bucks are cruising these pinches already. So um, it's like we're a week further than we should be, like five days further than we should be into the rut right now, which is crazy. We're I'm getting, like, November 7th random bucks cruising through, kind of, you know, <laughs> but cams don't lie, man. They were there. Um, so I almost killed that buck, that random buck on the 30th, hitting that scrape. Had no idea where he came from. So, um, probably closer than you think, but didn't have him on cam all year. So, um, but yep, that's it, man. Um, having a lot more movement in the morning than the evenings, it seemed like. Even on the cams, the morning up to about nine is really, really good, um, for movement. But we have some really, really cold mornings. So I think that has to do with it as well. Um, but, if you can get out there and hunt, you better be out there hunting, man, because it's it's good. It's good. Um, like I said, of course, when you get to that, the, the the fifth through the ninth have always been my favorite days. It's just something about those time that time frame of the year is just magical, man. You get one. Sometimes you get one hot doe, and you got five, six different bucks there, three shooters, and you could rattle in every single buck in the woods, and everything's you know, looking for that, maybe their second doe or trying to find that first doe and it's frantic out there and stuff's going crazy. Um, so we got still got that coming, but it is very, very good right now. Hopefully tomorrow that giant comes back through the pinch again on his morning cruise, uh, looking for does or going to bed. If he's going to be, you know, rutting on my property, he's coming back through there. That would be great. Um, a really, really solid deer probably mid 60s came through this morning and i missed him um you know that's the worst thing about cell cams they let you know where you should have been and like i said i was there yesterday morning i was there the evening before that um so it's just like damn but i left everything in the tree um so i'm, I'm gonna be back in there tomorrow and like i said i'll probably just stick that pinch out and and ride it out for as many days as i can stand it um but that's a wrap um for november 1st guys um, hopefully you have a good hunt. Like always, try to leave a legacy, try to do the right thing. And Whitetail Legacy is out. I'm coming in your ear holes tomorrow at 7 a.m. Here we go. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.